I feel like a lot of people say you start with wholesaling and then you flip and you make some money and then you do buy and hold. I kind of did it the opposite. I did started with buy and hold, then I started flipping and then I started wholesaling. So I think the reason that that happened that way for me is because I was just always looking for deals. And I started finding good deals and my, my only strategy was to buy them and hold. Thank you for joining us again today on the Real Estate Syndication Show. Today, my friend, Josh McCowan, is guest hosting the show. He's a great friend and operator that I personally invested with and trust. I know you will enjoy and learn a lot from this interview today. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you today. My name is Josh McCowan from Accountable Equity. Yes, Accountable Equity is where we get to work all day, serving hundreds of investors with great commercial projects in real estate. But today, we're here to meet another member of our community, the Real Estate Syndication Show community. And as always, Whitney, thank you for having me here as a guest host. It's always a pleasure to meet these great people and to share great content with our listeners. So Kyle, we grilled him. You're going to love this if you want to learn. So if you're a learner like me, a voracious learner, we're going to find out about Kyle's backstory so that we can understand how an industrial engineer moves from consulting, traveling the country to full-time, highly operational real estate investing. This is a different type of story. He's not just building a large portfolio, over 54 single-family homes and units, but he's actually built a machine, which I guess an industrial engineer would do, wouldn't it? So we're going to learn how he built that machine, how he built a wholesale machine to find deals, to add to his portfolio, how he finances those deals, how he partners for success, which is one of his passions and how he and his family are charting a course for freedom in their life. I like to call this the real-life rentals story of an engineer moving full-time into real estate. So without further delay, let's get to know Kyle and all the wonderful things that we can pick up and implement in our own lives today. Kyle, it is great to have you on The Big Show. Welcome to The Big Show. Thanks for having me. You know, Kyle, I was doing in the intro, I'm always intrigued by guys like yourself that have left the industrial engineering world, turned full-time investor, but no way can we do it justice without asking you to share a little more about yourself for the listeners who have not yet met you. Where do you live? What's Do you have a family? And what do you do day-to-day? Sure. So I'm doing a lot of stuff day-to-day right now, but I guess I'll kind of start from the beginning. Born and raised in Hershey, Pennsylvania. That is where they make the chocolate. So I was born here. My family's all from here. Went to Penn State, majored in industrial engineering. Also got kind of involved in some entrepreneur minors and groups and stuff up there. It's just always kind of been part of my blood. Met my wife there. She's also an industrial engineer. And after school, I went into consulting. And so I was traveling Monday through Thursday, Monday through Friday, every single week of the year. It was honestly a time to do it. I was in my 20s. We didn't have a family yet. But about five or six years into it, we, we had gotten married. And we started talking about having kids. And the travel was starting to wear on me. And I just started saying, um, I'd like to eventually not be traveling 100% of the time. I'd like to be around for my kids. And I've started to think about what does the next step look like? And consulting is very exciting. It's very rewarding. And I just couldn't think of anything that would be fulfilling that I could do after consulting that 
would involve like sitting in an office or for for the rest of my life or you know until I'm 65. So I'll always remember I was traveling home and I got stuck in Chicago on a Friday night and I had to stay at a hotel and fly back that next Saturday and I had, was going to have to fly back out Monday morning and I opened up my laptop and I just started googling ways to make income without working. Passive income. Passive income will be great. So eventually that got me started on into real estate. I started buying some of my own properties in 2015. Still kept working in consulting. I have a very, very supportive wife who has a great W-2. And so we were able to rearrange our finances, live off of her income by the time it was around 2019. And at the time, you know, we had already popped out a couple kids. So it was a good time for me to step away from the job, start building my real estate portfolio full time. So kind of bring it to today, you know, I was able to spend a lot more time with the family, but then also build a wholesaling business and then also flipping and buy and hold. And so today that's, that's what I'm doing is the building the wholesaling business, doing flipping and then buying as many buy and hold properties as possible. I am up to 54 rental units right now. The end goal right now, obviously I've left my job. But the end goal right now is to get the portfolio to the point where my wife can leave her job. That's compelling. There's got to be a ton of people leaning into their podcast device, which is probably their car right now and listening in because this is not the typical journey. You know, a lot of people say, hey, let's try to live on passive income. Very few have taken as many action steps as you have. And, you know, knowing your story a little more, there's a lot I want you to teach this audience. But before we do that, let's just go back a little bit. I recorded, I took my copious notes that today you have 54 rentals. You also do wholesaling and you have flipped homes. How many have you flipped? And what did you mean by that? Were these buy and holds that you then sold or did you buy them to flip them? Let's start there. They were bought to flip. How many? I don't do it as frequently as wholesaling and buy and hold. Around 15 in the last two or three years. And then as far as wholesaling, what is your model there? How often do you want to sell a wholesale contract? So I feel like a lot of people say you start with wholesaling and then you flip and you make some money and then you do buy and hold. I kind of did it the opposite. I did started with buy and hold, then I started flipping, and then I started wholesaling. So I think the reason that that happened that way for me is because I was just always looking for deals. And... I started finding good deals and my my only strategy was to buy them and hold them. Yep. But then I was like, well, this one's not wouldn't be make a good rental. You know, it's the ARV is too high. It's not going to cash flow. So at the time I was just passing on them and I wasn't doing anything with it. And then and then I started to realize I need to I need to make money off these leads. So then I started flipping. And then finally I I started getting a lot of leads or in areas that were too far away from me. Or uh, I just wasn't ready to buy that type of property at that at that time, and then so then I started wholesaling those those leads as well. So for me, you know, I've I have a large marketing budget, and um, I think it's important to make as much money off of those leads as possible. All right, you've definitely kind of opened up a whole myriad of questions because I knew you as the real life rentals guy. You know, you have realliferentals.com, great website. It's a blog based project. Tell us more about how this fits into your ecosystem. Is this where it all began or did this come later? It's like an educational blog. Tell us what it is. 
Yeah. So I, I think I started that probably, it was probably before I went full time, but basically was having a lot of people ask me questions on how are you doing it? How are you getting the money? Are you actually making money? <laughs> and actually, even, even before the website, I had this awesome spreadsheet and I built it for my wife because at the time I had to convince her that real estate was a good idea and that I was actually making money. <laughs> so, you know, because I feel like some people they'll hear we had a bad month because we had a big repair or whatever. And then, and, and then the question is, are we really making money? So I think that from my previous background as a consultant, I built a lot of spreadsheets. I was very metric focused and focused on keeping score and trying to improve things. So the website was basically started out with me just putting screenshots up from my spreadsheet. So mm. I update it every month and I've been doing it for, geez, five or six years now where I basically show my monthly cash flow by property and then I roll it up to the portfolio level. I used to report out on each individual property, but that's becoming too much of a bear right now. So right now I just do like an overall portfolio snapshot and I'll say, you know, this is the amount we made in the portfolio this month. You know, I, I think last month was like 17,000 and here's what went well, here's what didn't go well. I think it helps to keep me accountable to my audience out there. You know, they know that I'm going to put those numbers up up there, whether it looks good or bad. Luckily, most of the time, it looks pretty good. <laughs> it does and I call it real life because sometimes real life happens and it's it's not it's not pretty. But I feel like you know a lot of times you'll see people just post what goes really well. They'll post only their home runs. And I, I want this to be a consistent monthly, this is real life. This is how it's going right. to go. I want to compliment you, buddy. I can hear people checking your website out right now. Of course, before they go to visit your website, they've probably already left Whitney and the Real Estate Syndication Show a five-star review. Hopefully they've done that. But while they're getting the review typed up right now, thank you for doing that, by the way. I'm going to read to you guys some interesting things to confirm what Kyle just said. So on his website, it's month by month. I'm looking at this month now, February. We're recording this actually in March of 2023. But in February 2023, you said you had plus $17,466. Sounds like a great month, right? So mm -hmm. I thought, well, what's he talking about? He, he reports his negatives. And the monthly distribution or the monthly cash flow varies a lot actually, more than I would have thought. So four months ago, five months ago, it was plus 2,851, 2,851. And then in September, back you know, 2022, it was negative 5,862. And then August, it was plus 57. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying, you're walking the walk, Kyle. Yeah. And then you give a brief narrative of why it went up and down, correct? Yeah. The second half of last year was rough. And for my personal portfolio, it was largely because of a few gigantic capex projects, you know, roofs and had one very, very, very terrible tenant, tenant term. So, Oof. Yeah. and from that, you know, at the top, I'm sorry, we're going to do a deep dive in your website because I, I do yeah, think you do fine. an interesting job. It, it talks about key performance metrics. You have cash invested, cash flow since purchase. I'm on your portfolio page. 
And it's showing a nice portfolio, almost a $3 million, $2.8 million asset value with a $2 million of debt. And then it's saying cash investment, but it's talking about cash flow since purchase, 257. Now, does that mean your whole portfolio? The whole portfolio, yes. Okay. Yeah. Really interesting. Down payment since purchase, appreciation. Anyway, just compliments to you for doing something I've never seen before and where you document it. Now, what's interesting about this, Kyle, is talk about full radical transparency. You're just, what about your brothers, your sisters, your relatives? Yeah. How about the bankers? <laughs> How about everybody? What do they think of this? Do they all check out what you're doing? I think at first it was a little bit awkward, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but to be completely honest, you mentioned brothers or relatives. This was one of the ways that I was able to get people very, very confident to invest with me. And most of what we've done is private lending. But when people can see, okay, how I analyze a property and how my properties are actually doing, and Kyle's doing really well, he seems to know what he's doing and he's reporting out on it every single month without glossing over anything. A lot of those people that you mentioned, they're like, I have even more confidence now. It's true. So it's been a fantastic tool. You're right. It was awkward at first, but now people just, this is what they... This is who Kyle is, baby. He's an industrial me. engineer. And when I first started this, I wasn't making 17000 a month, you know, like it was 700 Right. It was very modest at first. So people get to kind of watch me, watch me grow here. Well, then let's dig into it. So we're going to now, we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about how to build a portfolio. I'm going to summarize what I heard you say about flipping and wholesaling, that you spend a lot of money each month on marketing and that your long-term goal is buy and hold, it sounds like, correct? Absolutely. Okay, so you liquidate your leads through wholesaling and flipping. Let's go back to your marketing projects. How much do you spend each month on marketing? Spend about 15,000 per month on marketing. So when you say you make 17,000 a month, is the Delta 2,000 or is it 17,000 after you pay 15,000? That's a good question. This 17,000 is just the cash flow on the buy and hold properties. So they're kind of like a separate entity. It's actually multiple entities, but right. there's another entity that's the wholesaling entity that actually feeds deals into the buy and hold. I got it. So you yeah. look at that as a different, does that show up on your website or no? That actually doesn't. I've talked about, I, I have a separate spreadsheet for tracking wholesaling, but I haven't created a real life wholesaling yet. I got an idea for a URL. Okay. Yeah. It's called real, <laughs> real life wholesaling. Anyway, so let's talk about that for a minute. That is a ton of money, $15,000. It's crazy. It's so crazy. where does it go? How do you break up that $15,000 marketing budget? So as you can imagine, I'm very analytical on the wholesaling side as well. I also do kind of intentionally pass a lot of the savings on to my, myself and my partner. We haven't talked about my partner yet, but there is a partner involved in this. What you see on the Real Life Rentals website is my cut. So we're actually making more, more than this. But anyway, so the, the wholesaling business feeds the buy and holds, and then it feeds flips that we buy, and then I'll wholesale to buyers as well. So to answer your question, the 15000 a month, it's largely made up of direct mail right now. 
Are you a real estate syndicator or professional who is looking to grow your business in 2023? Are you tired of attending networking meetup after meetup and thinking that there has to be a better way? Have you ever thought about podcast guesting? According to Statista, podcasts are going to reach over 100 million listeners by 2024. Podcast guesting allows you to tap into that network of listeners. At Podcasting U, they have worked with hundreds of investors to secure guest placements on thousands of podcasts so they can raise more capital, generate brand awareness, and increase their credibility. If you're interested in learning how podcast guesting can help grow your real estate business in 2023, go to podcastingu.com forward slash syndication to book your free discovery call. Wow, direct mail works, huh? It's worth it. Absolutely works. (laughs) And your target, so now you must have identified your sweet spot, where you want to be. Fine. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. In the past four years since I've been marketing very heavily, I've gotten even more kind of fine-tuned. So, And where is that, by the way? Where is your market, your portfolio being built? Yep. So I live in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And so most people probably don't know exactly where that is. So it's close to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is in basically like central Pennsylvania. And so that's so where you want to buy? Most of the properties are within about an hour of here. Okay. And so always Pennsylvania, or do you slip into Maryland or any other states south? It's always Pennsylvania now. Yeah. All right. And how do you manage these? Excuse me. Once you buy something, how do you manage it? Right. So this is going to open up more questions. I'm not sure how much time we have. But so the properties that I bought before 2019 were all bought, you know, either in my personal name, me and my wife's personal name, or our personal LLC. In 2019, I partnered with my contractor. And now we buy anything that needs renovations, I'm going to be buying with him. So, which is, you know, if you're looking for a deal, it has to need work. So, everything that I've bought since 2019 is with him. And so, all those properties that I own with my partner are managed by my my partner. And then all the personal properties are managed by a property manager. Great. Well, I'll tell you, we've learned a lot so far. I love that you have this marketing business. It's mostly direct mail. So when you do direct mail, I remember earlier talking about some of the other people on your team, and you do have a virtual team. How much do you have to invest in that virtual team? And how much like time do you get with them? How many people? How much time? I currently have three VAs that are in the Philippines. Uh, two are two of them are cold calling, and the other one is what we call a uh, lead manager. So she's basically like following up on all the leads and kind of like is the first filter to just kind of make sure that they're actually like good leads. You know, and okay, so how much time or how many hours a week do you think you have these guys? I mean, they're all full time. Oh wow! Yeah. So you've gotten to know them, and they last teammates last for a while how long do they last they've been awesome they've been with me for about six months now good for you so i have pretty much daily communication with them yeah i think they've been they've been awesome let's talk about the life cycle of a lead then so you've targeted my neighborhood the neighborhood i happen to be you know living in let's say and i'm going to receive a mail a mailing from you Mm -hmm. and am i the homeowner am i a cash buyer, that whole theory that I'm not in the building, but I own the building. What's your basic targeting strategy? So we have modified it. We used to do 
targeted lists. You know, we're looking for tax delinquent and probate and stuff like that. Then we move to anyone who is an absentee owner in our target neighborhoods. Then we said, you know what? Like, there's a lot of people who are getting targeted frequently by all of our competitors. (laughs) Exactly. Then I said, all right, you know what? I know there's deals out there that are not popping up on any of these lists. Yeah. I know these neighborhoods now that we've done multiple flips in. And so all I did is I just drew a circle on public records and I just said, we're mailing everybody. So I don't care how, how long you've owned it. I don't care if you're absentee. I don't care if you're like on paper, the perfect owner, you're still going to get contacted by me. So we're going to be calling that person a few times and then we're going to be mailing that person five, six, seven times. Okay, so it's multiple times per property, per person. Mm-hmm. It's a long-term strategy. You really are hyper-focused on a market. Fantastic. Sounds like it's working for you. I will step back and say this is definitely a robust business you've built. This is different than some investors who say I'm building a portfolio and their focus is primarily working on you know, acquiring them. Yours is building the machine to acquire them. Absolutely. Yeah. What made you choose such a robust business plan? I mean, not everybody does it the way you're doing it. It was grown very organically. I mean, honestly, I still feel like I do a lot of feeling around in the dark. Like I don't really know what I'm doing, but I was trying something and seeing what worked. And I mean, 99% of the time, like I feel like I try something and and I fail. But I think if you succeed, if you are trying new things all the time and you've succeed 1% of the time, then you're going to start to do some pretty cool stuff. Well, it's awesome to get to know you. I want to just ask a few more questions. You know, the capital, let's talk about the capital that you use in your business. First of all, what does a building cost in your sweet spot? What do you want to cost at purchase and how much do you want to invest in construction for your sweet spot? Tell you what, let's talk about kind of like the bigger buildings that we've done. We're trying to go bigger but the biggest we've done so far are like a four or a five unit. Okay. So four unit that needs some updating. Tell you what, I'll, I'll just talk about one of my favorite deals right here in, in Hershey. So four unit that needs some updating. The seller wanted to do a 1031 exchange. Yep. And he wanted to buy his replacement property for 205000 And so we got his property for 200000 Nice. Which was... A really, really good deal. A yeah. really, really, especially in, in Hershey. Yeah. So we got this deal in Hershey for 200000 And I want to say we put in 70000 and then it appraised for 350000 Congratulations. So you were already ahead. Yeah. Some forced equity there. And what year would that have been? That was acquired in 2021. Okay. And when was your last buy and hold acquisition? What date? Good question, because this is like something that I is bothering me right now. Our last acquisition was May of 22. Right. A while. It's been a while. I mean, we're probably going to go 12 full months without us buying. Right. And what's wrong with the picture? Why is it taking so long? So we were going at a really good clip for a while. I didn't change anything. You know, I kept marketing the same way, you know, to the same owners. But it was like all of a sudden, as soon as people started talking about rates going up, the seller leads for multifamily just really dried up. 
Mm. I think there's just a lot of people out there who their rents have come up. So they're making really good cash flow. Their tenants are still paying their rent on time. You know, there's not a lot of distress out there. And a lot of people, you know, like that seller that was going to do a 1031. Maybe if that was two years later, that wouldn't have worked for him because right. his new mortgage is at six, seven, eight percent. So yeah, it's just slowed down a lot of sellers. And then the, the few sellers that seller leads that we do that we do get, we're having to underwrite using the new rates. And a lot of these guys aren't willing to come down at all. Like they want to sell for a five cap or a fork, you know, whatever stuff was selling for two years ago. Yeah. So it's just been really tough, but we're focusing on managing our current portfolio and focusing on our systems and stuff. Great job. And just not, not trying to overreach. So have you had some success in the wholesaling business in the last 10 months? I've been wholesaling a lot more. The kind of the percentage of deals that I'm wholesaling is has been more like 80% over the last 12 months. So yeah. I'm not crazy about that. But as we talked about, at least I'm making some money off of those leads. Right. So I can sustain that marketing budget. And kind of the hope is that we stay consistent with, with the marketing budget. And then eventually something's going to change in the market because we have that, that pulse on that market all the time, then we'll be able to buy more flips for ourselves and buy more buy and holds for ourselves. Well, it's been a pleasure to get to know you. What have we not asked that you want to share with the world on this great platform? I think the one thing we haven't really touched on much is my uh, relationship with my partner. So I met my partner in 20. 20- 18. He worked on a couple rehab projects for me. We're the same age. We both are straight shooters. We're both ambitious. And we both, I, what I found out is that he also wanted to build a portfolio of, of properties. So eventually, after he worked, worked for me as, you know, I was his client and he started asking me, how are you finding all these deals? And I said, well, I do bunch of direct mail and I do a lot of follow-up and I spend a lot of time on the phone and he's like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I eventually said, well, what if what if I find the deals and you manage the renovations and you manage the tenants too? And he's like, so you'll just get a deal and buy it and then I'll work on it and we'll we'll own it together. I was like, yeah. He's like, that sounds that sounds awesome. You know, so we tried that out in 2019, and we've been going pretty strong ever since. That is awesome. What is your partner's name? His name is Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hope you're doing great. <laughs> he's busy working on our on our projects right now, so he's probably not going to be listening. Okay. Well, Jeff, we're sorry, buddy. You would have been you would have loved this, <laughs> Kyle. It's an, it's a pleasure to get to know you. How can people reach back out to you if they liked your sharing today? Definitely check out the website, realliferentals.com. And then um, I'm also pretty active on Twitter at Real Life Rentals. It's a pleasure, buddy. Look forward to checking that out. As I said, I was on the site. It's very impressive that way you are transparent and the way you make everything come to real life. So thank you, buddy. Look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. 
I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today. 